Hey guys, I'm Taylor. And I'm Erica. And we are your hosts for Finding the Family. Finding the Family is a podcast that centers around family discipleship at home. We bring in different ministry leaders and professionals to talk about how you can find your family identity in Christ. And if you tuned in with us last week, you'll know that we picked up a conversation with Lance and Mary Clark. Mm -hmm. And this week, we are going to continue that conversation with them about who gets to influence our family. So stay tuned. So Mary, tell us about some of the effects that social media has had on the brain. Yeah, like <clears throat> it's really interesting. They can actually take pictures of our brain now. And so um, it is really scary, actually, because um, spending lots of time on social media can shrink the prefrontal cortex, which is mm. like our um, executive functioning, decision-making part of our brain. Mm. And it is, it's terrifying. And um, it gives us that dopamine hit, which is like, Dopamine is like the reward part. It's like that reward yeah. neurotransmitter. And um, and so it's this unhealthy balance. When you have too much dopamine, your body gets used to that pleasure center of like, ooh, mm. reward. We have this little mm. device that can give us rewards. And then it, it disrupts that balance in that um, as we get more dopamine and then there's that the lack of it, which can cause depression too. Oh man. Like th- I think wow. Lance and I kind of talked about this before, mm-hmm. like, but TikTok was like, or anything that you can scroll on a video, yeah. doesn't matter if it's a minute or five seconds, yeah. you have the control at your fingers to scroll and say, mm-hmm. I don't like this mm-hmm. video. I want what's next. And that's part of the dopamine is mm-hmm. like, you're always looking for the what's next. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I mean, you kind of talked about the algorithm. Yeah. TikTok. Yeah. I mean, that. I, I mean, whoever designed TikTok and there's all kinds of things at China, you know, the <laughs> communist party is yeah. behind it, but whatever, <laughs> you know, they already know everything about us anyway, probably. That's but, what I you know, they had my social it, security. It is, if they want to know how stupid we are and how we dance, fine. Yeah. You can learn that about us. China. But it's actually a pretty brilliant app. And the fact that the algorithm is tuned so tightly to people's just, just how long a video is playing, you know, you let it, you just let it sit there in front of you. It, it starts to sense, Oh, they like that one half second before they swiped off that mm. to the next thing. And then they just start throwing, oh, they must like, you know, you know. Like so similar People type fishing, videos. you know, you know, alligators yeah. or something. And all of a sudden you see all these alligator, you know, videos yeah. pop up. That's why in, in TikTok. And it is, you can, that's why people can just be on TikTok for hours. It's so addicting. Wow. And that dopamine hit that you talk about. Mm. And it can create a lot of anxiety too. I mean, especially for those people that are creating content for TikTok. And, you know, and people can get paid to be yeah. on TikTok and yeah. do that. And I know I've, I've, I know some people personally who it, it really has created a lot of anxiety for them to be mm. TikTok kind of famous because you can grow thousands of views yeah. really quick. It's so much faster than Instagram or Facebook yeah. or anything. Well, you even others. hear about like the developers like on YouTube or I think they call them content creators. Mm-hmm. Like those people that have millions and millions of followers, like they talk about, if you think about how frequently they're putting things out, their life is centered around giving someone mm-hmm. a video. And people can look at that video instantly and say, like, I either like that or I don't and go next. And their life revolves around their yeah. their income, their livelihood mm-hmm. revolves around that. And 
I know you and I, Erica, we've talked a lot about like the images put out there, the body shaming and like for our kids, talk a little mm-hmm. bit about, you know, what social media means kind of for our kids and even for you as a, as a mom. Yeah. Well, so bringing that up, like as somebody who's like an influencer, I cannot mm-hmm. imagine the amount of pressure you would feel for, like you said, it's your, it's how you make your money. It's, yeah. it's your livelihood. But somebody who, for like, I just use Instagram. I don't get on TikTok, but I use Instagram. And the pressure that I feel even when you go to your Explore page and you see. So, like, for me, clearly I like looking at home Oh yeah. Design. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my, I, that's mm-hmm. my thing. Yeah, ideas, yes. So like, I'll go on my explore page and that's what I see everywhere. And so then you start to compare and you start to feel like, mm-hmm. oh, I should have this, or, you know, like my house should look this way, or mm-hmm. I should be, or as a mom, you mm-hmm. should be, or have a clean have white certain, kitchen. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. The yep. pressure, all yeah. those things. And then mm-hmm. like you said, that anxiety comes rushing in and you mm-hmm. feel it's just a sense of just being overwhelmed, like yeah. completely overwhelmed. And then, you know, you're, you're just like anxious. And that is when though, I will say I mm. have learned because several times now I've deleted my Instagram and mm. my other, you know, social mm. media accounts, because I'm like, this is doing me no good. Mm-hmm. And you, you lose yourself in, in a sense. And so you have to really go back to, okay, who am I? What defines me? And you know what I mean? And st- like, and separate yeah. the two. Well, you talked about you, even for our kids though, too. Like what's that doing for Ren? If she, you know, when yeah. she gets to the age. How old is Ren again? Right now she's three. Right she's now she's four. three. Wow. Oh yeah. She's She'll almost four. Yeah. Really soon. Couple months. Going yep. on, going on 14, mm-hmm. I think I would say. I don't know. <laughs> sure. But you know, we've talked about, you know, like the balance of, do you let them have a social media profile? Do you even let them have mm-hmm. a phone? And yeah. you know, we'll talk through some of those things, but yeah. one thing your biggest concern, and I obviously agree was like, you don't want her to get to a place where just the comparison, yeah, the body shaming, that, the body yeah. shaming, the mm-hmm. image, my you life know? should look this way because other kids, my age, their life looks this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, again, social media, like it's, it is, it's not necessarily the, it's a great resource, but it's not necessarily the problem. I think the problem behind it was it's the heart of the person using mm-hmm. it. So the consumer or, or even yourself, like if your heart is in that, like I need to to compare and I need to have, and I need to search after to be that status or, or whatever that is, like, that's, I think where we can go back and say, Hey, like this is yeah. becoming unhealthy. And that's why we've done like where we've deleted our social media, but really it's sad that it's taken that much power over us, even as parents to say that we need to, to delete an app to prevent those thoughts mm-hmm. when we have all the control of what we consume anyway. So yeah. we choose to delete because it's yeah. the easiest response, but why not just have our heart change and say, I don't even need to check it because there is like our churches on there. You know, our families are on there. Our friends mm-hmm. overseas, they're on there. Yeah. And we choose to not connect with them because we have almost this problem within ourselves. It's like, I can't even control this addiction. And, and we say forever, we model this for our kids. Modeling, modeling, mm-hmm. modeling. And so if that becomes a problem within us, sure, we're able to check it, but what do our what do our kids see? Yeah. yeah. And I think the other thing that we were kind of talking about before as well was um, when I was in middle school, I'll never forget, my uncle bought, it was, I think, a birthday or Christmas, bought me a Nokia Kyocera cell phone, like the brick. Wow. And it came in this huge package and it probably weighed, you know, at least three, four pounds. I don't don't know. That charging battery though lasted forever. Um, I was like, I remember it was actually the old house right across from the science hall at HU. It's no longer there. We had a Christmas there, like I said, or a birthday party. But I opened up this phone and I was like, no way. 
And the reason they got me the phone though, was because my mom, God bless her. Uh, she had a, I had to always take a ride home from my mom or a parent or guardian. Cause I was always transferred out of school district so I could attend school. And I was at Crestview at the time. And she had this really, really ugly car. It was a Ford Granada. It was just like a big brown rusted tank and it squealed. And I was embarrassed. embarrassed of it. I was so embarrassed. And because you could hear my mom coming down like by the hospital, just coming. coming up by track. And I was like at track practice or something. And but the, the the sports bus was kind of just becoming a thing at the time. So I didn't have a ride home. So they got me the phone so I could get a ride home. So I would literally call my mom and there was like a number of minutes. And I would say, Mom, I need picked up. And then she would you know, come over and pick me up. And then I, that's all I ever used the phone for, which was interesting, but there was no, nothing else you could do on it. Yeah. Right. I don't even think texting was a thing on there at the time. And I know my mom didn't you have a spell with numbers. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> the ABC, yeah, yeah. but like my mom didn't even have a, a cell phone. Mine was right. just literally to call. Well then go into high school and I got my first slip phone cause I got a job and they said, you know, once you get a job, the money is yours. You learn how to use it and spend it properly. Well, after 7 p.m., you could call unlimited mm. and you could call a girl and it was free. <laughs> With Erica, I got my first. There you go. I don't know. Yeah. It's not a smartphone, but it was crazy. It's called an, it was called an Envy. Yep. The Envy phone. Those were the big like, ones, popular ones. Envy. I was like, oh, wow. And we were like, they it's made already like, there. The truth is in the title. <laughs> well, that's when they started. They had a mobile browser. And I think Facebook just became a thing, but I don't even remember what it looked like. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something you wanted to be on. It was Mm kind of cool to have it, but it cost more money to use. But anyway, I wasn't, what I found kind of talking through what we're talking about today and then thinking back on this phone was that we say social media is a lot of the problem and I don't disagree, but I do think social media has a lot that we can add to it if we're Mm -hmm. using it properly. But for me, it was like that dopamine of what's next. So on the other end of my cell phone in high school became Erica. So I couldn't stop looking at my phone because I was like, did she text me? Did she call me? Where are we going? And so the phone became a way for instant access to people and to information. And that's, I think, really the heart of of what this is that we're talking about is you're looking for something that's instant and it Mm -hmm. gives that to you. Mm -hmm. And you have the ability to kind of to navigate wherever you feel like, you know, because like if if she if we were fighting. I would just, you know, yeah. I didn't have to look at my phone. Like, yeah. we didn't have to fight. Uh, but if we were, uh, if we were really along, ghoster, huh? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I probably wasn't a ghost. Yeah, there's a name for it. I yeah. was probably like, I pursued her for a long there's time. No ghosting. Back no, there. not there. But like again, the heart behind kind of having the phone really was like, I just wanted what was on the other side, and I think that's somewhat yeah. true. Like that, I want that reality. But and, that seems so innocent now, right? Compared to like your four-year-old. You know, maybe you, you, maybe a lot of parents hand a four-year-old a phone mm-hmm. or a device, and they're 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 swiping, they're swiping, oh, yeah. they're looking and swiping. You know, and I think we talked mm-hmm. about before. You know, it, in the last up and you know from Adam and Eve, whenever that was in time, yeah. to like 1920. <laughs> okay, nothing entered the house. Yeah. Except what came through the mm. threshold of the front door. Yeah. And that's like, so Nothing. I think yeah. we Nothing. took that on as parents too. Like yeah. that phrase you've told us, like, mm. because we were talking about, you allow the phone in your home. And so we, you know, you talk about, well, social media is a bad thing or whatever it is. Like, you know, TikTok's bad. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, as a parent, you've allowed that thing in your home and you've given authority to it and it's going to do what it's going to do. And it's going to do what you allow it to do. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for boundaries in the future, we've said, like, I don't have a problem being that parent that's like, my kid doesn't have a phone. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or my and, kid has a burner phone and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not even taking it away as like a punishment, but like taking it away because like you mm-hmm. don't need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're mm-hmm. felt, we feel like we should have it because mm-hmm. it's so prevalent mm-hmm. today, but mm-hmm. it's not even like, if you really think about it, it is not a necessity mm. to have any of that. And it, like, it's what our grandparents it, remind us of. Right. Yeah. Like, Back in my you day. You can live life without a cell phone, believe it or not. Yeah. It's hard to imagine that, but that's mm-hmm. that's the truth. And yeah. we weren't, you know, and designed to have that, you know. Well, Mary said this to us before. Time. It's like there's like that addiction to a screen. And yeah. maybe talk to you, like you talked about addictions <clears throat> and connections. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's interesting because. Even earlier, you were talking about, um, you know, that was your connection to Erica. Mm-hmm. And so it it does connect us to each other, right? Like, that's yeah. a good thing. But it can become addicting. And and it is, a, in a way, a false connection, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, God made us with mirror neurons in our eyes that talk to each other when we look at each other in the eyes. Mm. And, oh, didn't know that. Um, yeah, there's, it's Love pretty that. cool. And we can re- self-regulate or we can regulate each other by mm-hmm. looking at each other's eyes. And, you know, when you're connecting on the phone, it's just, it's, it's not the same. It's not mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the opposite of addiction is connection, right? Mm. And So then what would you suggest for, for a family <clears throat> or for people who are listening who are like, mm-hmm. No, I, I recognize that my screen time or my children's screen time, that's a, that's a problem for us. What would you recommend them? I mean, people connection, right? Yeah. People connection. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind Close of a simple, yeah. like a simple solution. Yeah. But like also. Feels so hard. Uh, everything feels hard. Like it, yeah. when we talk about the parenting process or how yeah. to overcome these addictions or this, mm-hmm. this, you know, dopamine rush. Like it's all a simple solution. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the gospel, like it's a simple, like it's a very awesome and powerful thing to happen, but like we overcomplicate how to share that or to live that out. And I think connection, that's a simple solution. It's like, just be with one another. Yeah. Be in community. Like we were, we were designed and sure. Yes. You can be in community. If if your heart's in the right place on social media and you're, Mm -hmm. you're connecting with people doing church, like online, like your heart's in the right place. But like, how often are we really, if we're being real right now, that's, that's our term, right? Be Mm -hmm. real. Uh, If we're being real about the connections we make online, how often are they are our hearts in the right place for those connections? Whereas in person, you can mm-hmm. have that genuine connection. And like you said, mm-hmm. the design of our body, I didn't even know that about your eyes, that you can, you know, look at someone and, and have that sense of attachment or security. And um, so that's, that's to me, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's so simple. Yeah. But then as a family, yeah. how did you guys create connection? I mean, we, we had implemented some very mm. fundamental things to establish with our kids that Mary and I are the first family. Like, uh-huh. we, are, we are a family of two. You don't have to have kids to be a family. Yeah. yeah. Okay? I mean, that is an extension of our family. But we wanted our daughters to see that we're the family. We're the family mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And we want to take care of each other's needs first. Not that we didn't take care of our daughter's needs. We did. <laughs> but we, implement, we took some parenting classes. We imp- implemented, I don't know if, if we talked about couch time yet or that concept. Yeah, no, no, talk about but, couch um, time. But we wanted either. to implement a couch time where I would, when we would come home from work, um, instead of just plunging right into the, oh, help the kids with everything else they needed, we, we would sit down, you know, and either the couch or the kitchen table. It could be anywhere, but just we just had those. Mirror neurons. Mirror neurons. <laughs> we would just look at each other. <laughs> and, and honestly... <laughs> We would just, we just said, we just 10 minutes, 
15 minutes and we would just You're have my a person. conversation. You're my person. Yeah, we would just, how you doing? How's your day? And the girls, you know, at first, um, they were they were troubled by that. They wanted our attention right away. Sure. They would come up and pull and want. And we just say, hey, no, we'll be with you in a minute. This is our time together. And I tell you what, it just calmed them right down. Wow. Didn't it? It just calmed because them right down. Because it does down. build security. I mean, mm-hmm. they p- kids want to know parents are connected, right? And mm-hmm. it's not ultimately not fun to be the center of the world, Well, I right? think most parents, put, uh, they're child-focused. Not, not yet. They child-focus from the time they get home from work or whatever till the time they get the kids to bed. And then they have adult time, right? Yep. Right. But your kids yep. don't see you having that adult Which time. Which is so important for them. That they need to, to know. know. Mom and dad love each yep. other. Yep. They, they love each other. They love being around each other. Like yeah. Mary said, like it builds security. It builds <laughs> trust. And like, so there, there's, there's the one side of like, you create a boundary. Like the original mm-hmm. design was that, you know, man or woman, they would leave mm-hmm. father and mother mm-hmm. to create their own family. So like yeah. you said, mm-hmm. like, Eric and I, we are a family. Our kids are the extension of the mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Our parents are the extension of the family. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're still blood related, but at the yeah. end of the day, mm-hmm. we're raising godly children and godly, mm-hmm. you know, family members. So that way our kids can have that foundation at their home mm-hmm. and right. we have to model it. So we have to have the boundaries to model it. Um, yeah. But then, I mean, also tying in the whole cell phone thing, like you have to have boundaries for all that too, because yes. there's oh things that like, you know, if oh you set the example on your phone, mm-hmm. your kids, you know, they always like, Mm-hmm. Our kids right now, like I'll, I'll field calls like at home for work and crew will put a phone up to his ear. I'm like, hello, <laughs> daddy. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's cute. It's innocent. He doesn't really know. He's just, he's modeling the sure. things I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like honestly, probably one of our biggest, I think, obstacles in the future is going to be like, how do we set the boundary if we do give them a phone? If we made the decision yeah. to give them a phone, mm-hmm. like I said, if you're in your bedroom, like the, the door doesn't go shut if you have your phone in your hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can leave it out in the living room. Uh, you should be okay with being tracked or monitored. You should be okay with me yeah. looking through your phone. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. same boundaries I have with my wife. Yep. We share yeah. our location. We yeah. can look through my phone. You can use it. Love it. The reason we don't fear and think that the, we don't fear the outcome of being caught is mm-hmm. because there's nothing to catch. I love it. <laughs> so it's right. open. Yeah. And actually, it creates trust. It creates sure. security. Yeah. Just like you sitting on the couch. Yeah. I have trust and security because yep. of the boundaries that you set mm-hmm. with me. And I think that's something that we don't talk about enough as parents even. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to set that example. And um, mm-hmm. we've mentioned before ambivalent attachments. Uh, mm-hmm. But like like you said, like when you look into each other's eyes, mm-hmm. like or like if I look into Erica's eyes, it, it creates a connection. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like our kids are always looking to us. And if they see fear, like they will be like, well, something's wrong. If they, mm-hmm. see, if they see calm and peace, they're like, okay. So if you guys can sit at home and do that with your kids, I'm mm-hmm. sure that's exactly what they model mm-hmm. and what they learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they probably, you know, take that into their relationships mm-hmm. and be like, man, mom and dad set the standard, mm-hmm. the gold standard, the Clark yeah. standard. The Clark. <laughs> well, Team Clark. We call it Team Clark. And I feel like we maybe said this earlier, but, you know, you guys have it harder. You do so. because of cell phones and social media. You, it's, yeah. it was easier. It was easier when our kids were little. It is, we need to be praying for you guys. Like it is yeah. rough. It really yeah. is, seriously. Yeah. yeah and, and, I, and with, I think we will see that more when we have mm-hmm. maybe like teenagers and we do introduce yeah. phones yeah, yeah, to yeah. them to see them have mm-hmm. it and what mm-hmm. how it affects them. But right now for us to have a phone, that's our, you know, where yeah. we struggle, I guess, 
with letting them see how much we're on our phone, sure. you know? Sure. Well, we're ta- and, we've talked about this. Like, we're worried about, we're talking 10 years from now yeah. when our kids are potentially getting a phone. Like, Ren, when she's yeah. a teenager and actively in sports, can't if, drive. If it's phones in 10 years, you know, if it's not. Yeah, right. That's, that's, that's my that's point. Reality what's like, what, well, look what's happened in the, <laughs> the 15 years, years since I, I had the first, yeah. first or 20 years since I had my first cell phone. Mm-hmm. We're talking about in, in that time where these mm-hmm. iPhone like 30 is out right now or whatever. In 10 years from now, is it even going to be a phone? And then mm-hmm. what content or what accessibility will they have to the outside world? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we don't even know right. what we're planning for yet. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I, we have to be able to to kind of guard our, our children and show them, like, the reason we're doing this, though, is because we mm-hmm. love you. Mm-hmm. It's not just mm-hmm. to shelter you from, the from you know, connecting with your friends and family. It's because we know what this can cause. We've experienced it to some extent, and we, we've been praying for you, like, not just praying yeah. for you now, but I'm praying for your future spouses to to also right. have these same behaviors right. and the same beliefs and these same foundations. Um, but like that's that's to come, and we don't even know, and we're trying to prepare for that now. Yeah, and I think that's why it's important too that we do just focus on today and instill in them mm-hmm. what is important right mm-hmm. now, and then hope that later on totally. those things, you know, yeah. they live those. I think it's always going to be difficult to raise children in whatever period of technology happens to be. I mean, you could probably go back to our parents or grandparents and, well, back in the day, it was so much harder. You 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 had to walk to someone's house to call them. Yeah, yeah. But I think the fundamentals that we're talking about here of just creating an identity of the family, Mm -hmm. you guys, you you create this team atmosphere with your kids that, Mm -hmm. you know, we're a team Petri, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. we're, we're the unit, we're together, we're in it, no matter what, you know, it's safe here, right? Like that never should ever change. I mean, that no matter where you're at, no matter what Mm -hmm. technology is doing, no matter what, Mm -hmm. if you can create that nucleus, there's, and and Christ is a part of that nucleus, obviously. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know, we try to do what we want. And you can probably talk a little bit about this, but with our home, being well, that was your, so her driving factor, we'd never owned a home. Um, Mm -hmm. when I was in the military, I don't, geez, we moved a lot. Mm. We have moved a lot. I think I probably lived in like 13 houses. Like army base stuff or what? Yeah. Yeah, Navy. Like I lived on base, um, everywhere I went all the way up until I got stationed permanently in San Diego. Even then I was still on base for a little while. And then I moved like before deployment, after deployment, after deployment, Mm. after, you know, something else. Yeah. And then back to Indiana and then in parents' homes because COVID Mm -hmm. until we bought our first home. Mm -hmm. And so, (laughs) so we land back in Huntington, the place we said we would never be actually the same, (laughs) the same suburb, I call it Pleasantville that Erica grew up in. We can see the house we met in. No, it's it's (laughs) right. It's so ironic. It's weird. It's It's really weird. It wasn't planned. It was actually a joke. Kim Patmore was our realtor and, uh, we were talking. Shout out Kim. Yeah. Shout out Kim. (laughs) Kim Patmore, Century 21. Um, so when we were looking for a house, like I joked about the house uh, because it was rough dump, shape. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. uh, had potential, uh, good yes. bones. Well, so good the funny thing is that's what Kim that's said. That's and I said, I don't see it, it. Kim. Uh, but we, we knew a lot of the features of the home we were looking for and it had it just, we didn't see it. Uh, so I go through, didn't know anything about home demo, home renovation. This will all make sense in a second for those of you who are like, why are they talking about house? Uh, I, so I go in with my bare hands and I literally, I'm, uh, I'm just, I see it and I'm like, I can replicate this. I just have to take this, the mold out and, and redo this. Uh, we put the house back together and in the middle of the demo, 
we found the blueprints, the original blueprints for the house. No and way. I was like, this is cool. So no it was a way. Worthman home, which was like yeah. high-end oh, homes yeah. back yeah. in the 60s. Mm-hmm. This was like the first addition put in right behind the high school. Um, and it was cool. There was a, not only do we have the original hand-drawn blueprints of the home. Cool. Uh, so it was like the, the foundations of it. Uh, the number of our house is three. I've already, you know, I'll give away our, you can find our house now, <laughs> but three and the first person or the first people to own the house was a church. So we were like, wow. that's wow. weird. So three father, son, yeah, Holy spirit, Trinity. a church owns yes. it, the <laughs> Trinity. Well then, uh, so on the, on the front of the blueprints though, if you open it up, there's a paper clip and a little newspaper article mm. that was attached to it. And it was like one of those 1950s, 1960s commercials. It was like, if you find yourself in the no. upside of northern Huntington, Indiana, and want like to call to the future, home, it was yes. weird. Well, yes. they said, come find home at the gateway. And our house, it was a picture of our house when it was first built no. called the gateway. And we like kind of looked at each other. We're like, I remember calling her and I was like, you are going to freak out when you hear about this. Yeah. Because Erica's big thing, and same with me, was like, we want our home to be the pulse. Cool. And I know it's like not to be like to have a sense of control over everything, but like control what you can control. And what I can control is what my kids are doing, what my family does. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so we said with the home, it had the bones. We just didn't see it. And now we've turned it and it still are. Uh, turning it into oh she gave me the look if you can see that <laughs> it, all right the, chip and joanna I, over I, here yeah. chip and with joanna games. zero with zero <laughs> experience <laughs> but watching it's, youtube as we're that's diy so see, there's a benefit it to is. social media yeah, there is yeah, there. Uh, but like <laughs> there it is. in the reality of it though we knew this like if our kids were going to do something we wanted to be able to have them invite their friends over because we've always wanted our house to be that loud house if we're going to have friends over we want to be able to it's also like I mean, we're lazy. We don't like to have I to know, go places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's easier. Yeah. Just yeah. come over and We're home buddies. And, yeah, and so, yeah. so it was part, oh, yeah. part of it was that. And then we were like, well, our mission field isn't our kids' friends, though. It's their friends' parents. Mm-hmm. So if Great. we want to counteract some of what's happening in culture, cool. we want to get to know their parents, and then we want a place to host. And we're big on traditions and we're big mm-hmm. on routines. And mm-hmm. so we, we said Friday nights are going to be our family game nights. We have increased our stock God, of yeah. games now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, there. the yeah. problem like though is board that, games. And oh yeah. Games. Oh yeah. Old Ones school. I've never heard of. He's shut got a the couple, box is yeah, my shut favorite. Right shut now. Which box. we played. Was shut that last box. night? We played that. I think so. And Ren. Oh, so fun. So <laughs> Yahtzee was my, my favorite. Ren still cool. keeps destroying. I have not Ren beat her. beats you at everything. And I have, I document them. I put them on the paper. I write our names in the date. I have not beat my daughter in Yahtzee yet. Oh, my god! It's the weirdest thing. And then so shut the box is a dice thing. You play with Mm -hmm. numbers. Um, And she beat me the other night again. And we went to bed with my victory, though. (laughs) I won in that one. But like we said, we want a routine. And that routine is to say, like, you're going to – there's a guaranteed meal here. There's guaranteed, you know, connection happening Mm -hmm. here. And we want our kids to go reach their friends. We'll Mm -hmm. help equip our kids and their friends. Mm -hmm. Come into our home. Bring your bring your parents over, but but the other cool thing is just like it's it's all right there. You don't have mm-hmm. to do anything. Yeah. Like, when you eat a meal, yeah. do you eat in front of the TV or are you eating around a table? Well, so we have I don't know I mean how many tables do we have to choose from right now? It's weird. <laughs> okay. Too many. So like again the layout, <laughs> it's got a lot of space, but it's weird because like we just got power in our dining room, so there's okay. finally a light. That's back a victory. There. So when we have we've <laughs> yes. had like the other day we it's had our family over and we we sat at the little island in the kitchen cool. in the dining room where there's no TV. Cool. Yeah. Um, there is a TV that 
you can see from like, but you're not watching table. tv while you're eating dinner i'm right. guilty i do sometimes but okay. when we're doing family time no. right, right, it is, right when it right. is family time and we've said we want to be better about that in general like we want mm-hmm. it to be a normal like dinners at this time and mm-hmm. you can expect that we're going to sit down and talk mm-hmm. it's a tech free time mm-hmm. uh, but to make genuine connections and that also mm-hmm. stemmed into something that eric and i have been doing for years was like again traditions we took all of our family recipes that we loved Aww. and we reached out to our grandparents and there's so many more we still have to get but cool. we we made not only did we make them we like saved them in like a, a notebook kind of thing Aww. and yeah. erica i said i want you one day like titus too like she is at home all the time with our mm-hmm. kids i yeah. said when we first got together the house diagonal across the street erica could microwave me a cheese quesadilla now she can throw down in the kitchen. She can Come bake. Come a long way. Whoa. She's my Betty Crocker. <laughs> way to go. But she makes, yeah. but what's cool is like, I love walk, coming home and seeing, like I open the freezer and there's a tray of cookies, but there's a mess. And so mm-hmm. I know that my wife just spent time with my kids mm-hmm. teaching them something. Mm-hmm. So don't overcomplicate it, right? Talk about, yeah. talk about I, that. Yeah, it's just simple. It's just, those are things that I've seen where we bond and we're mm-hmm. intentional. And I'm also teaching them something. I'm kind of, you know, like mm-hmm. how yeah. to cook and how to bake. So even though they are three in one and it does get crazy, <laughs> sometimes oh. it's harder, you know, to have them help than not, but that doesn't even matter. So like I always tell them, like, I remind myself, like when it's all said and done and I look in the kitchen and it is a disaster and there's a, you know, sink full of dishes. It's okay because that means I just got to, you know, cook with them or, yeah, make a memory with them. So Mm. it's just those little things getting, you know, just getting to do those. Because like I said, like I told Ren one time, like I have really blunt conversations with my daughter because she can. I know I will with my son too. And when he's able to communicate back, (laughs) he's like a caveman. (laughs) right now. But I I told Ren, I was like, I'm teaching you how to be a good wife one day. So like when I cook too, I'm like, I teach her like this is how Mm -hmm. I do the steak and this is how I make the salad and these ingredients go. She loves helping, but I'm looking at, I'm not, I'm not raising a little girl. Like this is somebody's wife one day. Mm -hmm. And it's my responsibility as a dad to show her, like, this is what I do Mm -hmm. too. So it sets her expectation, expectations really high. And I like the way I tell her she's beautiful, the way she looks crew, the same thing, like, like how proud I am of him that he does he tells me he needs to go potty and he hadn't quite figured that out yet. Um, but like, like I, I, I like, I like encouraging my kids like to, to be involved in everything that we're doing and everything that they're doing and just That's build so them good. up Yeah, because now their expectations, again, their expectations are up here. Mm-hmm. So what they're looking for in the future, it doesn't have to waver. And right. they're also learning. Like mm-hmm. it's so simple. It's simple to play a board game. It's simple to, like when power goes out, that's when families play board mm-hmm. games. It's simple to mm-hmm. gather Light the around. candles and sit yeah. at the table. Well, you yes. guys you guys did that, uh, a candle lighting. We did. For devotions like every yeah. night. Yeah. 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 Part of the routine, right? Like mm-hmm. we created a routine around this. You had a yeah. routine about with candles. Yeah. We did. Yeah, tell them about that. I think I think you're the one who brought it up. Well, I mean, I, I forgot about it. You forgot about it. I mean, we did it for a period of time when they were yeah. little. But yeah, we would try to light a couple of candles at night and read a Bible make story and make it special. Yeah. And love that. And just kind of focus our hearts upward right before we went to bed. And there's a cool, yeah. so, like a cool dichotomy in that. Like mm-hmm. you created a routine mm-hmm. that was, you know, your phone. It's all black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, Mary. Mm-hmm. I think you said we need to have an intervention for. Her oh, so, yeah. Minus two, Mary. Well, there's okay. like the, the vivid, the beauty, the brightness in the phone. It creates it's, false colors. You, you've, you've told yeah, me this before. It's, it's, yeah. it's like nothing else. So you get addicted just to the color on the surface of your and phone. And then yeah. you've, you said you turned yours black and white to not have that attraction to it. Well, you're talking about today's world. 
here's an iPad, here's a movie, here's a screen, here's a thing that entertains you and do a really good job entertaining and captivating kids. And you're saying, well, let's turn those off and let's light a candle and let's sit in quiet. We did that on, I mean, obviously Christmas Eve, we read this story. Mm. read the Christmas story to our kids and it was or like so a we tried. fight um, <laughs> because it was also, we waited way too long into bedtime yeah, yeah, and yeah, sure. yeah. in pajamas ready to go. Yeah. And we were, I was like, I'm just going to power through it. Yep. <laughs> like, all right, turn to loop yeah. one. <laughs> but no, but the reality is like, but, but through your consistency and your intentionality, the routine mm-hmm. becomes something that kids crave routine. Especially if yeah. they get to light the candle. And they're, they're <laughs> a little danger it's as with that, that, you know. Though, because yeah, yeah, then like they look forward yeah, to that. Like, oh, you know? Whose turn is it? And yeah, yeah. But I want to like the, like they fight yeah. over that yeah. routine yeah, right. rather mm-hmm. than like, no, that's mm-hmm. my iPad. Mm-hmm. And so, as parents, I think that's and and just people that are in relationships with other people, like mm-hmm. you don't have to have the brightest, biggest TV, the biggest, the best phone screen. Yeah. Like that's not what it's about. Oh, even the best home or the best layout. Like, but if you're intentional with how you're spending your time with people. Like that's really, I think where it is, especially with your own kids. Like, yeah. and you, you know, you said there's the growing pain of implementing the routine or implementing yeah. the boundary, but once they start to understand mm-hmm. the process and, and the reason behind why you're doing it, I think that's just like, that makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and keeping it at the end of the day, Christ centered, that's what the goal is. Right. And, you know, kind of back to, you know, having everybody, we want our house to be the hub. And that is the reason. Mm-hmm. So we can share that with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, and I mean, like to simplify it all, like Jesus died for you and me. Yeah. And he should be the center of everything mm-hmm. that we do. Mm-hmm. And we overcomplicate that. We do. So Don't I think at the end of the day, it. yeah, mm-hmm. parenting, <laughs> discipling, Anything that's within your home or whatever you're trying to do to reach people for Jesus, don't overcomplicate it. Right. It can be baking cookies. It can be the candle lighting. It can be mom and dad time, the couch time, mm-hmm. you know? Like, how are you going to make that identity mm-hmm. with your family in Christ? Don't overcomplicate it. I think that's, like, yep. the message of— it's so good. We talk about influence in the home. Let Christ be your influence. Amen. Yep. Love it. All right, Lance and Mary, thanks for being here with us today. So excited to have you guys on here with us. Charlie, yes. you too. You've been you such so a good, good. good. You're just listening, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie's just been sitting here with us. <laughs> such a good boy. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, Thank we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you guys for joining us for part two with Lance and Mary Clark. Um, For more information and resources, we would like for you guys to visit our Like Church Huntington app. Um, There you'll go to resources, finding the family, and then you'll find all of the information and tools needed there. So thank you guys again for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you next time.